Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. God is love. We're talking about sailing, sailing in God's people as the present truth and present flowing truth in the Word of God. Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So it's a proceeding word. It is a current now word. It is now faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. Not just faith, but now faith. Present, present truth, present faith, and that requires us walking in the light as he is in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. So we must, it is not a static uh, flow from God. It is a dynamic move in the Holy Ghost. It's a compelling love of God upon our hearts and its outward reflection in life. So therefore, it's the Christ in us. It's the hope of glory. It's the Christ in you that compels us to obey God and to do His will. Therefore, we're talking about the love of God, the sealing of God, ultimately, the bottom line in the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7 is the love of God. And I don't mean an affection or a kindly affection to him or as a friend or something that is a nice pastime, but the love of God. Now, as we go through the four types of love and the Greek, it gives us the storge, which is a family. It's a natural affection for the family, uh, the paternal love for the children. That's the storge. And then we have eros. Uh, eros is sensual. It says it's sexual uh, love. And we find that uh, in the Song of Solomon uh, there, as well as phileo. Now, phileo is a friend, a friend affection uh, that you would have for a friend. It's friendship. And then, of course, God's love. That's an unconditional love. Uh, and it's it's an action of the will, and that is agape, agapeo. That agape love is God's love, which is unconditional, and is it is God's love for us. It is not based upon us loving God. It's not reciprocal. It's unilateral. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. The giving. Is there a sacrifice, sacrificial, that God prepared himself a body of flesh and blood to come under his own law, fulfill it, glorify his own human back to himself? Now, greater love hath no man than that. But what kind is it going to take for the sealing of the people of God, for the servants of God? Now, the servant of God, that must obey God. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceful fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Well, a servant. But Jesus tells us there in in Gospel of Mark, the first commandment of all, the greatest commandment of all, the dominant commandment of which all other law and the prophets hang. And the scribe asked Jesus, what is the first commandment of all, the dominant commandment, the most important commandment of all? 
and Jesus, Mark 12, 29, states the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and might. The second, liken to it, love your neighbor as yourself. Now that is impossible to do without having the love of God. And that is agape. And it's not sloppy agape. <laughs> uh, it is agape. It's God's love that he is above all. And it's of the will, of the free volition. That it may be something that is totally against your will. But because of your love for God, you literally obey God and showing that love even to your enemies. That has to have and is only by the love of God. Now, when Jesus was talking to his disciples after his resurrection, and they had caught 153 fish as the disciples had gone fishing. Peter said, I go fishing. And they followed him. And then, of course, when they came to the shore, they caught 153 fish. And that is the dominant 17. It's the seventh prime, which is 17. And that is if you take 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 and add them up all the way to 17, we'll give you 153. It is also... 17, the work of the ministry, times nine, the gifts of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit, which is 153. It depicts the last souls, the last work of the ministry, the gospel being preached to all the world for witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. But it's done by the love of God. Your love for God, he that winneth souls is wise. You sacrifice your life for the will of God. There, Jesus, as he's there with the disciples, Peter and John and the others, and he tells Peter, Peter, and he asks a question, lovest thou me more than these? He's not referring to the 153 fish that they had bought. He's talking about his relationship to the other disciples. Now, Peter James, John, and all of them had a brotherly love for one another. But that's Jesus was asking, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me more than the love you have for the disciples, the other apostles that you've been with for three and a half years? And Peter referred back and answered back to the Lord, you know I love you, Lord. Now, the Lord, when he asked Peter, lovest thou me more than these, Peter? He used the word agape. Do you have an unconditional, godly love, sacrificial love, a self-devotional uh, love, for me, above all these disciples, above your love for the disciples. Do you have that kind of love? Peter answered, you know I love you, phileo. 
as a friend, a kindly affection friend. The Lord asked the second time, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Now, of course, the first one, he said, feed my lambs. You love me? Feed my lambs. Phileo. Then Jesus asked the second time, lovest thou me more than these, Peter? Lord, you know I love you. Again, Jesus uses, do you love me more than these? He uses agape, the godly love, the sacrificial love that you'll lay down your life for the will of God. Peter answers again, Lord, you know I love you. Phileo, as a dear friend, kindly affection friend. Then he says, feed my sheep. One more time. The third time. And of course, this grieves Peter that the Lord asked him the third time, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? This time the Lord does not use agape. He uses phileo. Do you love me in a brotherly fashion, a kindly affection to a brotherly love more than these disciples? More than these? And Peter says, being grieved, Lord, you know I love you. He says it again, Phileo. Each time Peter responds for the first two questions in agape love, do you have that? He answers Phileo. Brotherly love. A brotherly affection, a kindness. And there, the last question, Jesus uses Phileo also. And Peter answers Phileo. I love you like a friend, a kindly affection friend. And then he goes on and tells him, he said, when you're young, you'll walk whithersoever thou wouldest, but when you're older, you'll walk where thou wouldest not. This he signified, but what death he should glorify God. Now, the sealing of God that we have been focused on for all these podcasts since the 19th of January, 2019. The bottom line is the love for God, the love of God, and the love for God, which is agape. That agape love is a sacrificial, self-devotional, unconditional love for God. And the only the ones that's going to make it As Jesus stated, the first commandment of all is love the Lord your God with that kind of love, with all your heart, soul, and might, and your neighbors yourself, which is agape. He expects us to have that same love, and he doesn't just suggest it. He said, not not, uh, uh, this is a suggestion that I hope you make it, He said, this is my commandment to you that you love one another even as I have loved you. That's agape. That's a love for God and that surpasses all understanding. Not a natural affection. Not that you will have in uh, a store gate for a family is a father to a son, a mother to a daughter, or the parents to paternal love to the children. 
It's not an erosensual love, sexual in an eros. And it's not a phileo, a brotherly love. And of course, the church at Philadelphia comes from that phileo, our philanthropy, philanthropists, our philharmonic, a love for music, of the church of brotherly love, Philadelphia, that we get it from phileo. Brotherly love, let brotherly love continue. But he says, agape, this commandment is not a suggestion. And this commandment I give to you, you, you must love one another as I have loved you. That's the final uh, step in charity, that you love God, not just love, but charity, the love for God in doing his will, a total sacrificial life that you have had your mind renewed, the renewing of your mind, that you may be literally sealed in your forehead as a servants of God. Now, Jesus said, my commandment to you is love one, love you one another. That's agape, even as I've loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his brethren. There, Jesus said, there, I no more call you servants, but I call you friends. For a servant knows not what his Lord doeth. I call you friends. Now, that's not just phileo. That's agape. Hereby perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. Then he said, that same love that I had for you, you have one for another. So in 1 John 3.16, he says, Hereby perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And he goes on and said, Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That's agape. And the only ones that will be sealed in Revelation 7, in the apocalyptic sealing, are those that have that love the love of God that prays for their enemies and for those that despitefully use you and doing good to them. That's God's love. And that you love this new commandment I've given to you, you love that you have love for the brethren. You've been passed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. My commandment to you is that you love one another. How many will make it? What kind of love is demonstrated there? It's not click. It's not reciprocal. It's like, well, if you do this, I'll love you. And if you don't, I won't. It is God's love. And he so loved the world. Not just love, but so loved the world. Exponential love that he gave his only begotten son, which is the only begotten monogamous theos, the only begotten God that God made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, and humbled himself, even to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the Father. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. What kind of love was it? That love now that constrains us, 
to, to do and obey the will of God. It's a constraining love, a compelling love. It can't be denied. And with the Holy Ghost, that love of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory, sheds abroad the love of God in our heart, that godly love that few possess because it has to be the love for God and receiving of that Holy Ghost, that Christ in you, that you live a crucified life in order to obtain it, not by works of the law, that no man shall be justified by, but that faith of God, the righteousness of God by faith. The righteousness of God by faith is love. It's charity. It is the obedience to God, in God, and through God to do his will. And overcoming in all things, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust in order to obtain obtain the kingdom of God. And all that say to me, Lord, Lord, we'll be able to enter in. Those are the ones that they were born again and they knew that Jesus is the Father. Yet, they did not obey the leading of the Holy Ghost, which is iniquity, lawlessness. And because of that, they were not able to enter the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 7. And Jesus said, I never knew you, for you didn't do the will of God. You didn't do the will of God. For only if you love God above all things, your own self, the kind of love that accepts you hate father, mother, brother, daughter, sister, sons, your own life, you cannot be my disciple. It takes the love of God, the agape, that same love wherein I loved you, in order to do that. Because all the others is uh, the, the story, the family love that you have for uh, a natural affection for your family. Eros, an essential sexual love or phileo, a love for, the, for your brethren. But this is God's love. It's agape. And this is the love that passes all understanding. This is perfect love. Perfect love that casteth out fear. And in this love, God has given us uh, love, power, and of a sound mind through it. And the only way that a person can enter into the peace of God and the knowledges of God, the faith, the virtue, any praise, consolation, think on these things, is literally coming to that kind of love that has to be demonstrated in the will and self-sacrifice, giving their lives for the brethren, preferring their brother among them, above themselves, condescending to men of low estate, Seeing your brother in need, hath this worldly goods, shutteth up his bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in him. This love is greater than all things. It will fulfill. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's the only way 
to overcome the world, the devil, and their own flesh. It is a total crucifixion to the world, crucifying yourself to the world and the world unto you. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Well, how do you do it? It's for the love of God. That's what constrains you to do the will of God. Not because one morning you got up and said, I'm going to serve God. No. No man comes to Jesus except the Father draw him. It's a drawing love of God. It's alive. It's well. It's grace that works through righteousness. It's a compelling force in grace. The whole virtue of it is love, God's love. And it's not of us. Not that we first love God, but that he first loved us and yet we were sinners. Christ died for us. That is the love of God that we must have one to another in order to be sealed in Revelation 7. The servants of our God in their foreheads and I heard the number of them that were sealed. The seal is the seal upon the heart in love. It is uh, the engraving of an engraver. Jesus said, can a mother forget her suckling child? Yea, yes. But I have not forgotten you. I have you engraven, sealed, engraven in the palms of my hand. Greater love hath no man than that. And then to deny the love of God to do our own will is totally self-destruction. All we have to do is obey God. And we do it through the love of God. And that love of God is the faith that he has dealt to every man because he first loved us. Not that we first loved him. The only ones that will be sealed are the ones that reach this kind of love, agape. Now, of course, your family love that you have for your mother, father, or your sons or your daughters, that's a storge. But to make that love perfect is through the agape. And when you put agape love with it, then you have a strong, strong band of love. Same with eros. You have a sensual love or a sexual love for the wife to the husband, husband to the wife, given uh, uh, the due benevolence one to another. Well, it's strengthened with the agape, stronger. Same way with phileo, uh, brotherly love. And that's the reason that agape strengthens all of it, and it's all in God of God and in Christ through him alone. So you add to your faith virtue. What? What's the catalyst? Love. The love for God, charity, is that bond of perfectness. But how do you get there? Through the love of God that is expressed to you, for you, and in you. And it's not of you. It's of God. God is love. Not us, not the body of Christ. God is love. And he has shown forth his love to us. Therefore, we show our love to the brethren, even as I have loved you. So you add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge. The knowledge of the God, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, what? Because they didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. God turned them over to reprobate mind. Romans 1, that they do those things which are unseemly. Well, 
then that who acknowledges the love of God. It constrains you, compels you. It leads you, guides you. Then, from the knowledge you add to your knowledge, temperance, self-control. He that's uh, striving for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things. How do you do it? Through the love of God. And then add to your temperance, patience. Well, how do you do the patience? That after you've done the will of God, you have need of patience to have a full reward. How do you occupy it till it comes? Your love for God. And that love, you don't want to lose and leave that first love. The first love of all is God. Love him above all things. Don't leave that first love. Don't lose that first love because you have to repent and do your first works over because it's a will, a free will. It's in your volition. You love God, you will keep his commandments. You love God, you will be obedient to all things and leading of the Holy Ghost. For it's God that worketh in you, both the willing to do of his good pleasure, not ours. And because you love God, you sacrifice your own will to do the will of God. Why? Because of the agape love. Because that love is spread abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Then you add to your patience godliness. That's the God life. Walking in the spirit of life. Walking in that law of the spirit of life so you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You crucified it with the affections of the love. Now you're doing the will of God. Then you add to that phileo, brotherly kindness. Now the next step from that phileo, brotherly kindness, is charity. Charity, you have done and accepted uh, the will of God for your life in obedience. Not only that, you are obtaining that righteousness. How did you get through that righteousness? Through obedience under righteousness, yielding your members as servants to obey. Obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You love God, you keep his commandments, and the exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, whereby we escape the corruption of the world through lust, that we might be made partakers of his divine nature, made the righteousness of God in him by faith. Why? Because you love God. Because the love of God, he loved you first, and the love of God is shed abroad in you. All you do is through obedience, have that love of God and and let it be shown. Let your light shine. From that that brotherly that brotherly kindness, charity. Charity will cover a multitude of sins, rejoices in the truth. Seeketh not his own, not vaunteth not itself, not easily puffed up, vaunteth not itself. It rejoices in the truth. And those that walk in the light, as he's in the light. Will have the ceiling due to that love of God manifest in their lives. And those are the only ones that will be sealed in Revelation 7. Jesus said to that scribe in Mark 12, 29, all the law and the prophets are literally hanging off of these two. Love the Lord God, your God with all your heart, soul, and might. Love your neighbors yourself. Have that agape love. Everything else hangs on that. When the ceiling and the truth and the present truth walk in the love, God's love, and there's nothing there to worry about, 
casting your care upon him because he cares for you, being confident of this very thing that he that's begun a good work in you will perform it because you love him because he first loved you and spread abroad in your heart through grace. A compelling, dynamic force to overcome everything that's in the world. Love never fails. Never. And it overcomes all. It's even stronger than death. Song 8, Canticles 8, Song of Solomon, love is as strong as death. But that love is sealed upon our hearts. That's a seal of the Holy Ghost in truth, leading us and guiding us into all truth. God's doing it now. We'd love to hear from you. If you uh, bear witness in the Holy Ghost with your spirit that this is the Word of God, it's truth. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to join up with you as the body of Christ is coming together now. Not only hundreds, but thousands are coming together now all over the world. And we're thanking God for it in His great move in the unity of the faith. Not denominations. In the unity of the faith. Those that have an ear to hear, they're hearing what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or... Drop me a message if you have questions. Uh, literally send us a message or a question and we'll do our best to answer it as servants to the body of Christ. You can do that on the websites, sealinggodspeople.com, sealinggodspeople.org, or dennisbeard.org. We love to hear from you. We'll wait for your message. We'll wait for your letter. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.